0: I am Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton.
1: Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us this week in Croydon, the sparkling gemstone in South London's suburban crime. (laughs) Croydon was first noted as the London residence of the Archbishops of Canterbury, who lived at Addington Hall. When the hall needed to be refurbished in 1807, the Archbishop asked for Capability Brown. But the General Synod said he had to have Dulux El Paso Beige. Croydon's ancient parish church was rebuilt by the architect Giles Gilbert Scott, who famously also designed our traditional red telephone boxes. Sadly, Gilbert Scott died before completion, but as a mark of respect at his funeral, male mourners patiently waited their turn to urinate in his tomb. The international basketball player Luol Deng lives in Croydon. He arrived in South Norwood in 1998 as a young boy with his family, refugees fleeing civil war in Sudan. The family spent an uncertain six months applying for asylum before the Home Office agreed the situation there was so bad they should be allowed to leave South Norwood. <laughs> today guests of the Fairfield Halls, which found national fame as the home of professional wrestling. When ITV decided to stop broadcasting wrestling, the Fairfield Halls claimed they were badly hurt by the loss of revenue. But they weren't, really. (laughs) You join us today at the beginning of the 50th series of the show. It seems like only yesterday that four comedians got together to prepare a rambling new show based around the flimsiest of formats. One wonders how such a half-hearted, amateur creation would fare today. <laughs> Let's find out. Please welcome on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden, And on my right, Tim Brooke-Taylor and Rob Bryden. And keeping a keen eye on the team's points, it's our lovely scorer. Please welcome the ever-delightful Samantha. Okay, we start this week with a round of inadvisable openings in which the teams suggest rejected openings to great works of literature. How about Robinson Crusoe by Daniel Defoe?
2: ''Ah, there's the ship now,'' said Robinson. (laughs) ''Start slow and gentle and...''
1: ''So,'' said Friday, ''just you and me, then. ''Which do you want to be, hubby or wifey?'' (laughs) Uh,
0: ''So,'' said Friday, ''you're an immigrant. Uh, ''Could you...'' (coughs) ''That's not the joke. Um, (laughs) ''Could you have a look at my bathroom? ''I've some tiling that needs
1: finishing.'' (laughs) Let's try another one. Can we have your rejected first lines for If by Rudyard Kipling? If you can keep your head while others are losing theirs, why not treat yourself to one of my exceedingly good cakes?
2: (laughs) If I had a hammer.
0: (laughs) If you can read this, you're too close. If this ever becomes Britain's favourite poem, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> if you like jam, you love Jam Lovers Monthly. Each month it builds <laughs> into an unrivalled collection.
2: <laughs> if you can keep your head while all about are losing theirs, you'll be taller than anyone else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so true. Okay, and finally, let's hear your rejected first lines for The Lord of the Rings by J. R. R. Tolkien.
0: Beware of Gollum, said Gandalf. You can't miss him, he's (laughs) computer-generated.
1: Bilbo, said Frodo, the invisible cloak isn't working. Put it away.
0: (laughs) The evil wizard was plotting to mobilise the forces of darkness against Middle-earth when there was a knock at the door. It was his
1: pert assistant, Debbie McGee. teams are going to sing for us now in the round called One Song to the Tune of Another. <laughs> this requires no explanation except to say that a song is exactly like a bank or a building society. The bank itself represents the tune, while the cash which is held in its vaults represent the words. However, it's possible to take out your cash and deposit it with a different bank, or put another way, sing one song to the tune of another. <laughs> now, I can guess what you're thinking, teams. What if there's been a run on my bank caused by them overreaching... (laughs) ...caused by them overreaching their liquidity due to expansion in the U.S. subprime mortgage market... (laughs) ...and over-reliance on on high-geared derivatives? And you're quite right to think that way. Your hard-earned savings may be going down the toilet even as we speak. If you don't get there soon, your next bank statement might be your last. And can you imagine any statement more likely to panic an audience into leaping from their seats and out into the street?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Colin Sell is at the piano. Okay, we'll start with you, Barry. I'd like you to sing the words of the Welch song to the tune of Whispering Grass.
2: There's a fellow you should meet Who runs a fish shop down our street He wraps it up in paper every day When they're crowding round the stall He addresses one and all and this is what you'll always hear him say. Now if you don't want a Welch on a child, don't mug them about <laughs> and take your baby's fingers off the slab. Lovely two-eyed kippers, take them for the nippers on a child on a babe. Take a hick or a nice card steak. <laughs> so and eels for the old man's meals. They're lovely, they're all fresh today. So if you don't want the whelks, don't mock them hmm. up. <laughs>
1: You now, Tim, I'd like you to sing the words of Hey, Little Hen to the tune of Bridge Over Troubled Water.
3: (laughs) Hey, little hen When, 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 when Will you lay me an egg Hey, little hen When, 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 when Will you
1: Your turn, Graham. I'd like you to sing the words of the ugly duckling to the tune of the (laughs) Can-Can.
0: There once was an ugly duckling with feathers all stubby and brown and the other said in so many words Get out of town, get out, get out, get out of town And he went with a quack and a waddle and a quack in the flurry of Ida down, the poor little ugly duckling went wandering far and near, but at every place they said to his face, I'll oh, get out, get I'll get out of here. And he went with a quack and a waddle and a quack and a very unhappy <laughs> all through the winter time he hid himself away, ashamed to show his face afraid of what others might say all through the winter in these lonely clump.
1: Finally, would you, Rob, sing the words of Who Do You Think You're Kidding, Mr. Hitler? to the tune of the Carpenter's lovely Yesterday Once More.
0: (laughs) Who do you think you're kidding, Mr. Hitler? (laughs) If you think we're on the rise We are the boys who stop your little game We are the boys who make you think again Cause who do you think you are? Kidding Mr. Hitler If you think old England's done Mr. Brown goes off to town You're match in us You think you can push us We're afraid you've missed The bus So who Do you think you are?
1: Good gracious. Since this is the start of an anniversary series for this program, we're now going to look at the world of greetings cards. I can't help noticing that there are cards for every conceivable occasion these days. There's even a card for people getting divorced. And in fact, the teams have just signed one for Anne Robinson. No, we, we shouldn't tittle tattle, but there are strong rumors that she's met someone else. And who's the lucky man? Mr. Robinson. Oh yes, new romance and her expensive new look have certainly put a smile on her forehead. <laughs> I brought along a selection of incomplete greetings cards, poems, which I'd like the team to finish off in suitable fashion. And I warn the audience that it's quite likely I shall throw up in the middle of this. <laughs> Barry, we'll start with you. Can you finish off this greeting card? For a new baby, ten tiny little fingers that always want to play, that never stop exploring the wonder of today. Ten ten tiny little fingers that from the very start are rifling through your wallet
2: (laughs) as your old life falls apart.
1: And the answer is, oh yes, we'll reach out for tomorrow, yet always hold your heart. I think that's nice. Graham, can you complete this greetings card poem for Father's Day? A dad gives hope when life is low. A dad's a place where you can go. A dad is honest, a dad is true.
0: And your dad expected a card from you.
1: (laughs) The answer is, a dad is precious, my dad is you. Happy Father's Day, you. Rob, now, I've got a greeting scout poem for you. Can you complete this one for Mother's Day? You were always there as I grew up. You're as lovely as they come. In the lottery of life, I got...
0: A rollover with my mum.
1: (laughs) The answer is the all-time greatest mum. Finally, Tim. The thing that annoys me, it says finally, and then we go on for pages. (laughs) This is a card for a baby boy. Your lovely bouncing baby boy will bring you so much pleasure. And at exactly one foot long, you can use him as a measure. (laughs) The card actually says, and over the years will give you such memories to treasure. Back to Barry. How about this one? Congratulations, it's twins. There's two to wash and two to dry. There's two who argue and two who cry. There's two to kiss and two to hug. And two to throw up on the (laughs) rug. The answer is, the best of all, there's two to love. (laughs) Graham, can you finish off this? It's a get well soon card. If knowing that someone really cares helps healing along its way...
0: You're going to be in hospital for quite a lengthy <laughs> stay.
1: Well, the, the actual card said, then I hope you now feel better and keep improving day by day. Rob, an unusual card for you now. It's from a dog. <laughs> Needing to be put to sleep. You will be sad, I understand. But don't let grief then stay your hand. Today's the day, more than the rest, your love for me must stand the test. Take me to where my needs they'll tend, only stay with me till the end. And hold me firm and speak to me until my eyes no longer see. There's blubbing in the audience. (laughs) I know in time you will agree because I've left a turd behind the settee. It actually goes on. Woof, woof. No, no. It was a kindness you did for me, although my tail, its last has waved. From pain and suffering, I've been saved. I'm being moved, actually. (laughs) Not far enough away, though. (laughs) And finally, Tim. (laughs) For you, there's this one. It's an anniversary card. Well done on reaching silver. A toast. Let's read... Oh, no. Well, they write in their horrible copper plate writing, and you can't read it. It's all (laughs) swirly bits, isn't it? Well done on reaching silver. you're no, going to start by Timmy l- 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 anniversary card. Well done, because they, they've got to edit it, you see, for the ring. <laughs> There's people who are totally innocent of the fact that sooner or later they're going to have to listen to this. <laughs> well done on reaching silver. A toast. Let's raise our glasses. Then go out on the dance floor and shake our wrinkly asses. <laughs> To a couple whose enduring love all other loves surpasses. Oh. Lovely, lovely. Okay, here are some greetings and messages for any of you to finish <laughs> up. <laughs> How about this? A card wishing the recipient, congratulations on your divorce. <laughs> you were once so very happy the day you made that vow, but I have noted one thing, you seem much happier now.
0: You seem much happier now that she knows you're a tosser and you know she's a cow.
1: The card actually goes on. For better or for worse, you had the worse, of course. So this is just a wish for you, a jubilant divorce. (laughs) And here's a poem for a card for Easter. Guess who... Oh, no... Guess who's hop-hop-hopping your way to wish you a hap-hap-happy holiday (laughs) loaded with goodies
0: made just for you. It's the one-legged stammerer from number two.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The answer is, it's the Easter Bunny, that's who. (laughs) And finally, here's a card (laughs) sent to celebrate an engagement. You are a perfect couple, you're such a heavenly pair. Why don't you get them out for us and wave them in the air? <laughs> yes, that's the right answer. <laughs> I've just remembered that we've been feng shuied. An expert came in and tried to improve the show by subtly repositioning the team's chairs. Sadly, the teams noticed and put them back in front of their microphones. <laughs> next round is all about theatrical drama. As something of a student of theatrical art, I've been recently examining the various theories of who really wrote Shakespeare's plays. Conspiracy theories point out that there's no mention of Shakespeare's writings in his will, which bequeathed to Anne Hathaway only his bed on his death. Whereas, in fact, neighbours in Stratford said they distinctly heard him give other complete works sometime before. (laughs) Okay, teams, you've been provided with a selection of sound effects to color your dramatic piece, which this week takes a nautical bend. I furnished each team with a selection of sound effects, common to the genre which you should play in yourselves. Okay, are you ready, teams? Off you go then.
0: I'll never forget my time on the black sheep under Captain Bly, as a result of which I was forced to run away to sea. I sometimes wish I'd waited till there was a boat there. (laughs) What's that, Skippy? You can do dolphin impressions. (laughs) Ahoy there, lad. (laughs) That's a clever dolphin you got there. (laughs) He's making the sound of a man with a wooden (laughs) leg. But 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 who are you sir? My name is Captain Tom Tit. Captain, are you related to Captain Jack Sparrow? No, cuz I'm a tit. <laughs> the most feared pirate on the seven seas. No man crosses Tom Tit and lives. He seemed like a nice chap and the job had an excellent pension scheme. So I signed on as first mate and we set sail. Midshipman easy. Yes, laugh. Haven't, <laughs> haven't you finished washing those pugs yet? <laughs> yes, it's a disgrace. Bo'sun? Yes. Give that man fifty lashes. I'll make it a hundred. They're on special offer
1: in the ship's boutique.
0: <laughs>
2: oh! Ah! Oh! A varst behind!
0: Don't you start. (laughs) A stranger had appeared on deck. Beautifully turned out, clean-lined, immaculate deck it was too. (laughs) My name is Captain Peacock. As you can see, I'm dressed as a pirate. I see that, but what is that exotic creature on your shoulder? (laughs) This... Here's my multi-talented dolphin. <laughs> you can get a lot of them in these here waters. <coughs> now he's just showing off. Kevin <laughs> Peacock, why are you here? I'm here to rescue midshipman Easy. Oh, over my dead body. <laughs> I didn't think that through, did I? (laughs) And so we sailed off into the sunset.
2: (laughs) Oh, that dolphin can imitate anything.
1: new been happening since I've been away? <laughs> Decimalisation. <laughs> I notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just time for the team... I know. I agree with you, but I put it in a slightly different way. Like, hurrah. <laughs> there's just time for the teams to announce their late arrivals at the hairdresser's ball. Samantha tells me she has to nip out now as she's promised to style her new gentleman friend's hair for him. She says she's looking forward to doing a wash and a trim before skillfully blowing him dry. (laughs) So while she's away doing that, I'll ask the teams to announce their late arrivals at a society ball for members of the hairdressing fraternity. And off you go now. Tim. Please, will you welcome...
0: Mr. and Mrs. Sides and their diminutive daughter Anne, who plays in defence for the Arsenal ladies team. (coughs) Yes, that's the short
3: back Anne Sides.
0: (laughs) Welcome now, please. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bit Off The Bottom and their daughter Lil. (laughs) Will you welcome all the way from the Emerald Isle. Oh, we showing you. Oh. Will you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Orte, and their son Tim O'Tay. <laughs> oh, Dan Druff and his oh. daughter Peesha. Hello, Peesha. <laughs> Here's Eric Clapton, Jack Bruce, and Ginger Baker. Brill, cream's arrived. <laughs> It's cabaret time. Oh, Oh, hurrah. Hurrah. The Scissor
2: Sisters, Bay City Rollers, Cassie Kirby Grip, (laughs) and the artist currently known as Rince.
0: (laughs) Will you welcome, please? (laughs) Mr and Mrs Bennett, my barber cuts it for a fiver. (laughs) And their son Gordon Bennett, my barber, cuts it for a fiver.
1: That, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the show. Aww. But before we go, I'm required to make an apology. We very much regret that the trailer for this program appeared to make Her Majesty the Queen look grumpy, impatient, and sour faced. <laughs> this was due to a failure in our editing process. We didn't do any. <laughs> so, from the teams, Samantha. Myself and the fine folk here in it's goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Tim Taylor, and Rob Brighton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. Program consultant was Ian Pattinson, and producer was John Naismith. <laughs>